are reading the Easter story from the Gospel of Luke. And this is chapter 24, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 9. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. This is the word of God for the people of God. Very early in the morning on the third day, these women went to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus, their Lord. There's no doubt that uh, during the Sabbath, they had spent all their time rethinking what had happened and thinking about getting to the tomb at the first opportunity. These are the same women who had stood at a distance and watched as Jesus was crucified, as the nails were hammered in his hands. They watched as he breathed his last breath, as the soldier pierced his side. They watched him being taken down from the cross, and then Joseph of Arimathea wrapping the body and carrying it to this tomb, gently laying it there, and then rolling that heavy stone in front of the opening of the tomb. As they came to the tomb on this first Easter morning, these women were grieving. They were unsure of what the future would hold. They didn't know what would come next for them, and they just wanted one more time to see their Lord, whom they had followed with their lives. Now, I know that there are a lot of us in this place who have had that experience of what it feels like when everything seems to be taken from us, when it seems like there is no way for us to move, that we don't know how we're going to live again or what we're going to do. And this is exactly how those women felt on their way to find Jesus and anoint his body. But as they approached the tomb, the stone was rolled away. And so they, they went up and they peered into the tomb only to find it was empty. Now, this is the last thing the women were expecting. And, and of course, uh, the text says to us that they were perplexed. Now, I don't think the Greek word, uh, which is uh, porous thigh, uh, is best translated as 
perplexed. It really means they were at a loss. It means literally without a way. These women, when they looked in the tomb and they didn't know what to do or where to go or who to talk to, they were literally at a loss. They were without a way. And then these angelic figures appear in dazzling clothes and say, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here, he has risen. And then these words, remember what he told you, that he had to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. He would be crucified, but on the third day he would rise again. And then they remembered. Now I think there is a reason that we tell the Easter story every year, whether we need it or not. There is a reason that we repeatedly tell the stories of Jesus. And it is because you and I, we need others, just like these women, to remind us of the message of God in Jesus Christ, to help us remember the gift that God has given to us. And it seems to me there are two things about this empty tomb, about the resurrection, that we need to hold on to and keep with us day after day, month after month. And the first thing is this. The resurrection is the beginning of our faith. The resurrection is the power of God that overcomes the world. The resurrection is God's testimony that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. Now, I often wonder about how in the Christian tradition it became such that we would always wear a cross around our neck because I think we really ought to be wearing an empty tomb. If you think about it, the cross, as important as it is, the cross where Jesus lays down his life for us and for our sins, where the sacrificial system and the law are broken open, what a wonderful thing, but here's, here's the rest of the story. Without the resurrection, all we have is a dead, innocent Messiah. Without the resurrection, the cross loses its power. Anyone could die on a cross. In fact, there were two bandits on either side of Jesus who were crucified just like him. But the resurrection is the one thing that only God can do. Only God can bring life. Only God can put death to death. Only God can bring Jesus from the grave to live again. You see, instead of death, the resurrection brings life. Instead of brokenness, it brings wholeness. Instead of separation from God and others, the resurrection brings relationship and community. 
Instead of an end to all things, the resurrection brings a beginning for everything and everyone. The power of God in Jesus Christ is revealed only in the empty tomb and this resurrection. It completes the cross. Now there's a second thing though that we really need to understand about the resurrection. And that is this. It is not just something that happened 2,000 years ago to Jesus. It's not just something that we anticipate when this mortal flesh puts on immortality. God gives us the gift of resurrected life here and now, each and every day, and calls us as disciples of Jesus to see resurrection in our midst. Those women who came to the tomb the first time and came in despair and grief left the tomb in joy and hope, alive and with a future. They were without a way when they arrived, but they had the way when they ran from the tomb. Every time a broken heart finds new love, we see resurrection. Every time someone who has suffered under a physical illness or the cloud of depression is healed and made well, we see resurrection. Every time a child who's been struggling in school and begins to thrive and do well, we see resurrection. Every time a prisoner who was wrongly convicted and is released based on new DNA evidence, we see resurrection in our midst. Every time someone thinks that they don't know how to keep going and another comes to walk with them and share the journey until they can continue the walk, on their own, we see resurrection. And every time a new child is born, we see resurrection, because only God can bring life, and that abundant. Resurrection life is meant for all of us here and now, no matter what we may be going through, no matter what the world may throw at us, God has the final word, and the final word is not death, but life, and that abundant. This past week, uh, I read the story of a young man by the name of Quinnon Williams. Now, Quinnon Williams is a football player at the University of Alabama. I know we got some OU fans here, so I don't want to upset anybody. This is Quinnon. And this young man is uh, supposed to be one of the top 10 players selected in this coming week's draft. But his resurrection story really has almost nothing to do with football. He is the second of four children raised by a single mom 
who was an educator and was a strict disciplinarian in the house. But the thing is that this second son, Quinnen, was like his mom's heart. The two of them did everything together. They uh, had the same kind of personality. They liked the same kinds of food. When she would go clothes shopping, uh, little Quinnen would go with her and sit outside and wait while she tried things on and said, what do you think? Their grandmother says that they were like two peas in a pod. They were so much alike. When Quinnen was 10 years old, his mother was diagnosed with cancer. And the first person she told was Quinnen, who went with her to all of her chemo treatments, stayed with her, encouraged her as she encouraged him. And then two years later, when he was 12, the cancer returned with a vengeance. And as the family gathered in the hospital around her bed, the very last words his mother spoke were to him, to Quinnen, and she said, son, you're the one to take care of this family. And literally, seconds later, she was gone. Now you can imagine what uh, a weight that is for a 12-year-old boy, and especially one who had been that close to his mother. And as he tells it, he couldn't pray for a very long time. He couldn't speak. For years, all he would do is nod yes or no, but he refused to speak. It was as if the very life had gone out of him and he was without a way in the world. When he finally got to Tuscaloosa, he says he discovered that there were a lot of other people who had gone through similar things. And they began to encourage him, and they began to walk with him. And he began to find the life that he had lost. He began to be restored to community and to enjoy being with other people. And when the reporter asks Quinnen how now he can smile and talk about such painful things. He says, I'm blessed. I'm blessed by the things that my mother put in me. I'm blessed by the faith she had in me. Quinnen has found resurrected life. It doesn't take becoming an NFL superstar. It just takes the simple way of Christ in believing that the empty tomb says to us that God has overcome the world, that death does not have the final answer, and that we have the gift of life, abundant, eternal, and here and now. Resurrected life is ours. He is not here. He is risen, risen indeed. Alleluia, alleluia, amen.